This week on Waxing the Porpoise, G-Baby and the usual suspect Steve welcome back returning champion and fellow martini rancher Chris from Channel 83 to hopefully break out of his slump with our review of Navy Seals from 1990 starring Charlie Sheen, Michael Bean, Joanne Whaley, Dennis Haysbert, and last but not least, our man Bill Hips Paxton is on the menu. Got here. Welcome to America, where our main export in this geopolitical action smacker is pain. And 75% of the budget went to securing Peruvian fish scale for Charlie Sheen. Join us as we dive into an impromptu retrospective of Charlie Sheen's filmography, highlight enough trash one-liners to fully satiate G-Baby's echolalia input demands for an entire year, and touch on a couple horrific reviews that serve as an indictment of the American people rather than the movie. Listen in to find out which actor said that working on this film was probably the worst experience of my life. If Ted Nugent, John Wayne, and George Washington had a baby, it would be Navy SEALs. Any questions? <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. Let's wax a sea, air, and land porpoise. talk about nasty mixers this guy i golf with was playing in a tournament and his caddy didn't speak very good english and he's like hey would you mind grabbing me just like a vodka and crayon and the guy comes back he's like here you here you go and he takes a sip he's like jesus miguel what is that he's like vodka and crown it was like a 20 ounce (laughs) vodka and crown (laughs) he's like well i wasn't gonna waste it so i just drank it and just got fucking shithoused it sounds so horrible. Uh yeah. Vodka and crown. And I'm sure I'm sure one it wasn't even crown, it was some other kind of like well whiskey and the vodka was something plastic and, and gross. Early times. Yeah, uh, fucking Taka and Maker's Mark. <laughs> oh dude, don't get me started on Taka, man. Popov. You drink taco, you talk a lot of shit, dude. I blacked out on taco one time and I was like, I'm never drinking that brand or vodka, yeah. period, ever again. Man, I'm trying to remember what cheap ass whiskey my friend's grandpa would drink a liter of every day. Black velvet. Wild turkey. This is like, you got to think like he was, he was a World War II veteran. So it's oh, like shit. some old man shit. We're on episode 60 now. Okay. Three, two, one, action. <clears throat> All right. Welcome back to Waxing the Porpoise. We are here again talking Navy SEALs, episode 60 this time. Navy SEALs from 1990. This evening you have myself, Jim G. Baby. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. And to my virtual right, along with his cat, we have the usual suspect, Steve. Welcome to Earth. Oh, wow. How's it going, man? Doing fantastic. Good to see you guys. Good to see you, friend. Didn't we do like four episodes ago or something? We promised to like give a shout out to Lola. Wasn't it her birthday? Oh, yes, it was. It was recently her 13th birthday. Nice. I, I, every episode I'm like, okay, we got to mention that. And I always fucking forget. So. Belated happy birthday. Meow. Meow. And cat. 
And joining us once again, we also have returning champion Chris from Channel 83. That's normal? No, that's abnormal. That's Hawkins. He's part fish. We better get out of here before he presses something else up against the window. How's it going, man? <laughs> Good. Long time no see. How you been? Uh, Just hanging out, playing Nintendo. Nice. He's got a new pod in the works. You should plug it. Should I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Not, now, you've do pi- that. Now, you've, now you've pissed him off. Four fucking seconds! It took you four fucking seconds to piss me off again! I think I already know what this is. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. I know it's Steve kind of just put you on the spot. I know you had it planned out, so I can edit this out, but... Yeah, if you want to talk about it, feel free. Um, maybe at the end. We'll see how I'm feeling. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Feeling saucy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're we're here off of Chris's recommendation, hoping maybe we can uh we can score a, a touchdown, a home run, as it were, with Navy SEALs from nineteen ninety. I thought I had maybe started or tried watching it, and I can't really remember. So there's one scene that we'll get to. I, I think I did try to watch this, and I just fucking passed out or something. But, Steve, you've never seen this before? I don't even think I've ever heard of it. Yeah, this is kind of a 1990. It kind of fell through the cracks, I think. But it, def- it definitely is kind of... You can tell it's riding that like Top Gun wave. Like I kind of got like like Red Dawn kind of vibes from it. But what's your history with this one, Chris? And why do you like it so much? Man, I just uh, I had a well, I still have a friend. Um, but when we were growing up, he really wanted to be a Navy SEAL, so he was obsessed with this movie. I had also never heard of it, but I watched it and I was like, man, this is some good shit. especially at that time because i was much younger and much more into like oh yeah you know like the alpha male action just guys being dudes (laughs) (laughs) is that uh so what age for age period were you like is this like you're like between 10 and 12 ish no i was probably i would say like 17 to 20 maybe oh okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was picturing like little chris playing with like action figures and like bow, bow, and shit like that yeah, here's but, my dennis Haysbird action figure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i can tell you as a as a 35 year old watching it for the first time it fucking it still rules it holds up to this day hell nice. yes you like this one steve oh yeah yeah nice. i wanted to like rip the sleeves off my shirt and put on an American flag <laughs> headband. <laughs> Just yes. fucking cinch it up super tight. Yeah. Like. I did it. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a lot of fun with this one too. So, so you're off the schneid, Chris. Um, yeah, actually before, but um, I was listening to a podcast earlier this week about apocalypto. It was a shout out five day rentals podcast. Check them out. But they were talking nice. about the Mel Gibson phone call, which oh, I yeah. have obviously heard of, but I've only heard that one very famous quote from it. 
that obviously I'm not going to repeat. Oh, there's so many. many good ones. There are so many. But this was the first time that I actually sat down and listened to it. And it is so much worse than just even those horrible pull quotes would have <laughs> you believe. He is an absolute abusive psychopath. Yeah. And yeah. the reason I bring that up is because I know we've talked about uh, Steve's love of Mel Gibson and Tom Cruise. And I'm here to say that Charlie Sheen is my problematic favorite. Nice. Um, yeah, you know, he's been in a lot of good shit, though. Fucking Major League. Hot oh, yeah. Shots. Hot Shots. Hot Shots Hot Part 2. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Young Guns. Dude. No Man's Land. The hits Terminal just keep velocity. on coming. Yep. The Rookie. The Wraith. The Chase. I've never seen The Wraith. I've always wanted to. Oh, it rules. So I've, of, of those you just listed, I've only seen Major League. And I love it, obviously, being a baseball fan. It's great. And so he's obviously like the same character in this movie and Major League. Is he Is he sort of that like young, brash dickhead in all of those movies as well? Or Mostly, Young Guns, he's like the, the one with the head on his shoulders. Like yeah. Emilio's the, yeah. the one that's like that. But for the most part, yeah, he is like that in all of his movies. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And in real life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> art imitating life, imitating art. Uh, yeah, I was thinking. Of yeah, like, that is a weird one with Young Guns. He's like the level headed. He's like kind of, I don't know what the term is. Like, I guess square. Yeah. I was thinking Charlie Sheen's character in this versus Major League is almost identical. But then I was also thinking that Dennis, Dennis Haysbert. His character in this versus Major League, very, very different. <laughs> oh, yeah. But his character, this, and Heat, yeah. pretty much the same. Yep. I don't, yeah, I don't even remember him in Heat. He's the he, driver who's not really part of, like, they keep showing him, like, throughout the movie, but he doesn't really, like, become a part of the story until, like, when they're about to pull off the heist and Danny Trejo won't answer his phone. They see Dennis Haysbert. He's like a short order cook. And Robert De Niro's like, hey, we were in the joint together. You want to be a driver? He's like, yeah, fuck this shit. Yeah, he has that like his backstory is like he's on the road to recovery or redemption. And he's like done his time. And then it it coincides with him having like he's like had it up to here being a short order cook and taking shit from, you know, like being in that lowly position. And then just so happens, yeah, Robert De Niro comes in and it's like, hey, you want to make some quick cash on this fucking score? And he's like, yeah, fuck this shit. And then he ends up getting <laughs> like unceremoniously dispatched the way he is in this one kind of too. But I always thought yeah, he was the guy but, uh, in what – what is that commercial I always used to quote? And it, it's not him. I Allstate? remembered it wrong. Not – I remember him from those, but I remember another one where it's like, it was from like 1999 or 2000. And the guy's like, it's the year 2000. He's like, I see no flying cars. Where are my flying cars? But it's not him. It's some other dude that looks very, very similar to him. But, um, and it's also like an insurance commercial, but (laughs) at any rate, that was fucking with me. I had to go back and I was like, fuck, that wasn't him. God damn it. I was going to use it as a soundbite, but. (laughs) 
It is the year 2000. But where are the flying cars? I was promised flying cars. I don't see any flying cars. Why? 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 It's a different kind of world. We need a different kind of software. At any yeah. rate, uh, yeah, um, very different from fucking uh, Serrano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But Joe Boo. Uh, I was going to say No Man's Land is a Charlie Sheen movie that I watched for the first time recently. A lot of people say Fast and Furious is just point break with cars, but Fast and Furious is literally just No Man's Land, except in the 80s, they didn't have DVD players to steal. So that part's different, but... <laughs> oh man, that's a Sheen deep cut. I've not, I don't even think I've even seen the cover of this before. DB Sweeney. Yeah. Oh, who looks exactly like fucking Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah. I think my first introduction to <clears throat> Sheen was Ferris Bueller's day off. He plays that fucking, that sunken eyed creep in the fucking uh, police station that ends yeah. up courting uh, Jennifer gray. But uh, yeah, he's been a ton dude, men at work. How can I forget that one? Loaded Weapon 1, which I just actually flashed back to not too long ago. It's like a spoof of Lethal Weapon with uh, Emilio Estevez and uh, Samuel Jackson in the leads. It's it's pretty bad. It has not aged well. I remember being a kid and really enjoying it, though. But Three Musketeers, come on. Oh, yeah. Damn, I totally forgot that's, I know that. that's at the stop, top of your hit parade, Steve. Yeah, that movie rips really fucking hard. I totally <laughs> forgot he was in that. Dude, yeah, what a good my, cast. My All lady class. loves that one. Kiefer, Chris O'Donnell. Oliver Platt. <laughs> the guy with the Dude. eye patch. Oh, another one, another Sheen flick since we're on this fucking tangent. Have you guys ever seen The Arrival? Alien Hell movie yeah. with him from 96? Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, I love that's that's a definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. That's it's it's just like a a Shawshank. If if I were if I still had cable and I was scrolling <laughs> through and that was on, I would be forced to leave it there and finish it. So, yeah, that's a fun yeah. That one. was one I saw like when it came out. So I was like eight years old, and there's one scene in particular that I always remembered that freaked me out. The knees going yeah. the opposite way. Fuck yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. And then I watched it a few years ago and I was like, that's still, it might be even creepier now because like it's <laughs> shitty CGI. So it looks weird. I'm like what the fuck? That might be uh, worthy I remember, of covering Yeah, I day. remember seeing this movie cover when I was a kid. Huh. That's another one where he plays a square pretty much because he's like a scientist. Yeah. That one's, I, I'd say that's like a top tier direct to video type movie like it's it's like it's not just dog shit and they churned it out to like make money as fast as they possibly could like return on investment kind of thing um any hoodles we've fucking stuck on sheen for quite a while uh yeah i really like this movie a lot too and i had my doubts but uh and it i think i i watched it once and i gave up right at the the first debrief scene which I really liked um, uh, where they're kind of going around, you know, like, and, and telling them like, what, like, what'd you do? And, and 
dude, Bill Paxton in this. Oh, yeah. One of my, fa- one of my favorite lines. You engage hostiles? I vaporized hostiles. <laughs> <laughs> the sniper. Dude, when they call it, started calling him God, and he's all, God here. I was like, yeah. yes. Fuck yeah. God here. Uh, yeah, Paxton's the fucking man. Yep. I wasn't too thrilled with his mustache in this one, though. I gotta be Are honest, you, but it was awesome. I yeah. loved it. Really? Well, yeah. yeah I thought it- Clearly, it it didn't remind you of uh, Chris's mustache at all. <laughs> <laughs> he grew it out just for this, like synced it up as an homage. <laughs> Can we enact actually? A new this is. No, sh- no bullshit. I started growing out a mustache when I started watching Charles Bronson movies. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is actually the I reason. I can't fault you for that. Can we enact a policy where there, we uh, we no longer watch any movie where Bill Paxton dies? It's just too tough. Yeah. Hmm. No, I mean, because that would el- that would eliminate a pretty good movie. I don't want to say the name of it because then that fine. would spoil it. Yeah, because we got to remember Steve hasn't seen a lot of stuff, but... Anything. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. I, this movie's it got, opened it's, up... It's 18 with the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and 42 with the people. That is... That's blasphemy. Yeah. Yeah. That means 82% of critics and 58% of the people watching this movie hate this country. <laughs> and you know what? If you don't like it, you can you can get out. You can hey, get out. You know what? There's no there's no reason to give this movie a good rating on the internet because this movie exists and doesn't exist and you never saw it. <laughs> yeah, I think those people were just it's just like understand what you're watching. You know, this isn't yeah. um this isn't a critical darling. This is this is turn your brain off and, and have fun. And I know people rail against that kind of mindset, but fuck. Yeah, those are it the same people me. who watch like dumb TV or they have their own version of mindless entertainment, but they just they thumb their nose at this type of Yeah, for sure. type of thing. I mean, I talk shit about Marvel movies all the time, but Me too. Every complaint I level at them could equally be leveled at the shit I watch. So it's just a matter of what kind of bullshit do you like? Right. And we know that. So, and we're, we're, we're being open and honest here. So, I mean, variety is the spice of life. Um, So getting into this, this guy, it, it opens up with like a title, like not a crawl, but like a, like a statement, like in 1962, President Kennedy believing, you know, yada, 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 and like formed the the Sea, Air, and Land Tactical Unit Navy SEALs. It felt like right off the bat, I was like, okay, I was like, I feel like we're going to get into like some Top Gun territory. And sure. uh, being a Top Gun fan, I think uh, it behooves one uh, in, in enjoying this film. Uh, there's a lot of similarities, including the soundtrack, which I I really liked. It's like fucking synth butt rock that was pretty yeah. fucking yeah. rad. Hell yeah! <laughs> God, can you imagine if um, they made a sequel to this that was as good as Top Gun Two? Fuck, <laughs> Whew. man. 
get the band back together. I think a lot of these guys besides Man. Paxton are alive in real life still. Yeah, but he dies in the movie, so it's okay. Yeah, that's very true. You wouldn't um, end up with a Val Kilmer situation. Right. Although, quick uh, Val Kilmer connection. We have yep. uh, Joanne Whaley Kilmer in this, who was married to Val Kilmer for a spell. She plays the uh, Claire Varens character. Oh, you mean the completely unnecessary storyline, Claire? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It sounds really shitty in a movie that has one female character in it to be like, she doesn't need to be in this movie. One too many. (laughs) It's like, she she doesn't need to be in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, let's not throw shade at my girl, Essa Patha Merkerson, too. She's in this as well. Is that a real name? Dennis, that's her real last name. Uh, uh, Dennis Haysbert's, uh, yeah, Essa, chiefs. That's Essa true. Patha she was in almost wife. Her name is S. Epatha Merkerson. She oh, played uh, okay. Miles Dyson's wife in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Ah, and she was in Law and Order for quite a spell. That's that's how I know her from. So Obviously, this movie is almost two hours of just going back and forth between corny and cheesy and badass. There was one scene that made me kind of like raise my eyebrow like, huh, that's fucking weird. And it's at the funeral when she's like, if we had been married, would I get the flag? Like, what a weird fucking question to ask (laughs) at a funeral. Like, yeah. And, and it's like like, this emotional thing. (laughs) And then then she fucking loses it. it again. It's like one of those weird things you fixate on, though, when you're going through that type of shit. Yeah, that, get that, her out of here to, too. You're gone. <laughs> no, she was. I'm I, being, she was good. Yeah, I liked her a lot, dude. Her fucking screech when she when Michael Bean comes and tells her in the flower shop. I was like, God damn, she's got some pipes on her. But yeah. I don't know for what reason. But when she says that, when she's like, if I would have been married, would I have gotten a flat? It kind of hit me emotionally. Like at that point, I was like, oh shit, what are these, what's happening to me right now? Like I felt, I felt <laughs> sad, like are really these sad feelings. <laughs> uh <Uh-oh>. <laughs> This is where I go to cry. Can't get um, you guys to budge on King of New York and Unforgiven, but Navy SEALs <laughs> is the one that broke Jim. oh man yeah i don't know why it's just like if i'm being honest with myself i was like i'm sad right now um anyway uh so we have like this all-star pack of like navy fucking seals uh we got charlie sheen michael bean bill paxton dennis Haysbert, rick rosovich of top gun pacific blue top gun fame He's also in an episode of... Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say. That's what I remember most from. The episode directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. I can't remember what it's called. Like The Body or something? The Switch. The Switch. There it is. It's like an old man. It was fucking... uh, What's his name? William William Hickey. Hickey, yeah. And he like trades... He like pays to like be young again and it becomes this guy. Rossovich. Slider. Fucking asshole. He looks, he just looks like an asshole to me, but, um, I don't know the other two guys, Rexer. He wasn't very familiar to me. Um, Ramos also 
Didn't really recognize him from anything. I, I thought I've seen him in something, but he looked slightly familiar. But um, so we just open up. I saw. I thought some of these title cards for like the the locations were kind of funny. It was just like Eastern Mediterranean. Yeah. It reminded me of fucking <laughs> Team America or something. <laughs> yeah. Dude, later on too, when they're at like port, it's like seaport. Eastern Mediterranean. I was like, <laughs> you can't be more specific here. It's like, um, but yeah. So like this Navy chopper is like trying to like rescue a, like a, a, an ocean vessel in distress. And it happens to be like boarded or like it's getting fucked with by like guerrilla fighters or some shit. And they shoot down this Navy helicopter. And so our Navy SEAL team gets called into action. And then this kind of what sets up the plot. They, uh, they rescue these guys. Um, I thought some of the lingo was fucking rad too. It was like Angel Three X Ray Three Twenty Change Vector to Lima, like all that shit in the background was. I was like getting heavy, like Top Gun vibes from all that. Um, and then we cut weirdly to probably one of my favorite scenes: uh, Charlie Sheen waking up on a beach in Virginia. And it's like Dennis Haysbert's coming out and he's dressed up in a tux and he's like, Hey, come on, let's go. They're all like hung over from getting like fucked up the night before. And it's like, my wedding's in like in 30 minutes. And I'm like, you're not making this way. <laughs> no way. Um, and then they're like, I don't know. It's weird. They're like actively trying to talk their friend out of getting married 30 minutes before his wedding. And Charlie Sheen, uh, uh, jumps out of a moving Jeep going 65 miles an hour on the highway. <laughs> See you later. And fucking over a bridge. Yeah. Into the water, dude. Some crazy motherfucker. Hope he dies in pneumonia. So that's our intro. Like, this is the hothead. Uh, yeah. Fucking freewheeling Charlie Sheen. Um, What'd you guys think of that? Like, op- what do you think of this, Steve? Opening up on, like, what? Yeah, I mean, I knew what I was getting myself into from the very beginning, so it wasn't like this is hard to believe. You know, it's like, all right, no, yeah, I know, I did too, on. but this I just, I was, I was like, this is a weird decision, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was supposed to be like a fake out because you, it cuts to Charlie Sheen on the beach. You don't really see. Yeah, his that's face, what so I thought. I was like, like wait. Why is he in civilian clothes? Where the fuck did he come from? Like, yeah, I, I thought that for a split second too. Like, am I supposed to believe this guy survived the chopper yeah. going down and washes up on shore? Yeah. But, and then I was thinking, what would the point of trying to fake you out on that be? Like it, it immediately Surprise, it's Charlie in Sheen. five seconds. It's like, clearly they're okay. We're in Virginia. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what the mindset was. I guess if you had heard nothing about this movie and just randomly walked into a theater, that's who it was intended for. Okay. Because then if you're just like watching it, you have no idea what's going on. And you're like, oh, man, I hope this uh, Eastern Mediterranean refugee that washed up on shore. (laughs) I hope he's okay. Oh, shit. It's Charlie Sheen. What have I gotten myself into? Uh, And then so – so they pull up to the wedding and did you guys get a look at these fucking industrial level pagers? Each one oh, of these yeah. seals has on their hip. 
Yeah. It's it it looks like a cassette player. It's it's a chunk ass pager. And I'm curious too if any know you guys know this term, but uh I think Michael Bean says, Come on, we gotta go go. They sent a balloon up. Yeah, he did say that. And yeah. I am, am not military, so yeah. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I feel like I've heard but, that expression before. Like when he said it. It it wasn't like what does that mean? But maybe it was just right. like context clue. Like okay, well yeah, that's yeah. Like it's like the high sign that like okay, shit's going down and we gotta answer the call. Like I yeah, I got that. I'm just curious like the context, like what where that comes from. Like that that terminology was kind of interesting. But yeah, like it's as a maybe it's like Merkerson's- a diver thing. Like. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you send yeah. a balloon up to the surface as a distress signal, maybe. That's just a guess. I mean, it's sound. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll I'll roll with that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, it was a little kind of cheesy, a little comical that like she's walking down the aisle and they all get fucking buzzed and paged. And they immediately start, gotta go. And he says to his would-be bride, he's like, I gotta go. I'll call you when I can. She's like, is this a joke? (laughs) It's like, nope. It's like, we're on. Um, Yeah. I would just be like, hey, priest, let's sign the papers. Like, I got to go. I wouldn't just not get married. Yep. I do. I do. Kiss. (laughs) Um, Dinner's on me. Uh, Let's see. Uh, (laughs) God. I thought, damn, I think I forgot one of the lines that Charlie Sheen, like he says something insensitive uh, while they're in the Jeep about him getting married and tr- him trying to talk. Uh, says something about you're either the luckiest or unluckiest man. I don't know. Is it something along those lines? Oh, or no, no, no. When they talk before that. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I was confused. So right when they leave, they get this fucking page from like their Navy SEAL handler. They got to fucking go and they all know like he's having second thoughts or, you know, like he's unsure about getting married. And right when they're leaving Paxton's like <laughs> close call chief <laughs> <laughs> and they fucking pile into their cars and peel out. I was like, dude, that's awesome. Um, it, it made me think of like what, or uh, fucking Vince Vaughn in yeah. old school. Look at the baby. She's 10 feet away. You can run away right now. (laughs) 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 Always smiling, always laughing. Look at the baby. Look at the baby. Um, Yeah. And then we cut to seaport, Eastern Mediterranean. Um, So they get called in. What about this dude? Get? I thought the the gore level was pretty. I I was like, this is dope. Like right away, that dude that gets shot and he gets like a a hunk of hamburger on his cheek. Like, yeah. So I was not expecting that a group of terrorists has kidnapped the three Navy men that went to respond to the ship on fire at the beginning. And one of them gets brained. Yeah. Right away. And like, so our, our seal team comes in, clears the area. You see one guy who ends up being our, our main villain. Uh, let me, let me fuck up his name real quick. Shaheen or Shahid? It's Ben Shahid. Ben Shahid. Okay. So he sees all this going down and he's like our one of our main or our main bad villain. 
and he sees this going down and he smartly like dodges into another room and ostensibly like bashes his own nose against a wall or does something to fucking bloody himself up real good and rips his shirt off and he gets in like this fucked up position like he's been tortured or fucked with and this is also the intro of charlie sheen like it laying the groundwork of him being a hothead and like like disobeying going off on his own accord (laughs) He's like, Doing oh, I think the I, I, this a, there's a locked door here, and he blows it open with a shotgun twice. Uh, and he sees Shahid, and they're like, "All right, get his picture or whatever." And and he he's he's got like a gut feeling, like, "No, this guy's somebody," or like, "He's is it he's a gut feeling, or is he just racist?" Well, <laughs> yeah, take your pick, but. <laughs> For for whatever reason, he 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 thinks this is a bad guy, and I mean, I bought it at the beginning because I think I missed him like looking in and then cutting out. Um, but on first glance, but at any rate, it's it kind of reminded me of Saving Private Ryan too, like Upham letting go of that one dude, and he gets crap out out in circulation. So this guy Shahid, he's actually the big bad. They let him go because he says, you know. In Arabic, the translator hears it, and he's like, "He's like, yeah, he's just a uh, Egyptian uh, sailor or something that's been tortured." Yeah, so they have to let him go, and it turns out that they're holding on to this is the crux of the film too. These Stinger missiles, mm-hmm. I guess, guided missiles was like a big, huge, like nuclear level threat in this era. So uh, he's got a warehouse full of these Stingers, and uh, Michael Bean makes a decision to, you know, like there's all kinds of shit going on. They extracted the, the Navy men that they went to get and they take off. And then they, he, they start getting grilled on the debrief. Like, like, Oh, why didn't you fucking take out this whole warehouse of stinger missiles? You know I mean? It was like a heat of heat of the moment. Like shit's going down. He had to make a decision kind of thing. What'd you guys think of this debrief? Well, as you already called out, it's got the best Paxton line of the movie. Yes. And also you can't have a movie like this without having like our main guys get mad at the pencil pushers. So you you gotta have that. You fire a weapon? Fucking A, sir. Yeah, I have to imagine they had actual, if not Navy SEALs, like military people consulting on it. And they're probably like just dogging the intelligence people the entire time. So they're like, yeah. This was co-written by a Navy SEAL. Yeah, put a bunch of shit in there (laughs) about how the the people who work behind the desk are stupid and they don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) It did seem very deliberate, like. Uh, we're going to give you bad information and then we're going to fucking rake you over the coals after the fact about every little decision you made in the heat of battle. Right. Yep. And Michael Bean's like our straight man, like pretty much for the most part. And he's like, he calls him out. Like, he's like, this is your shit, you know, like your intelligence, you know, like, like you should have known about this before. And like, he's yeah. speaking truth to power, you know, like. I mean, everything shitty in this movie that happens afterwards is because of bad intelligence. Like, imagine if, like, as some, uh, you know, as a real world example, if they just had, like, Osama bin Laden 
in their grasp, except no one had ever told them who he was. Like they had no idea who this very important terrorist leader was. Like that right. is a huge failure of intelligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things I thought was funny is like when they're in like their war room or their boardroom with like all these like high level government officials and stuff. And then they're like, they like see our, uh, uh, Claire Varen's the investigative journalist on the TV. And they're like, Oh, what's she know? You know, I'm like, uh, I think, I think the CIA and like every, these upper <laughs> echelons of the intelligence community, they're not leaning on this fucking one woman reporter that, well, she has all these contacts cause she's half Lebanese. It's like, so the fuck what? Well, yeah. And she's, she's talking about how bad it is that extremism has taken over, but she's still protecting all the information, which would lead to the demise of those extreme. Like, it just seemed like a weird, like, I won't, I won't volunteer any information. I, I just report the news. It's like, yeah, okay, I just well, report on it. You think this is bad? Yeah. So you could help us. Yeah. I mean, we get it. We, we actually get into some pretty poignant moments. Like when like the, the opposition leader, the Shahid guys like talking about like, you know, well, this is why, you know, it's like all you, you Americans come in and you shell our fucking cities and you kill our kids and you know, all this kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's just a different, you know, viewfinder. Like if you were in that position, if you were born in a different country, if you were not to get off on this kind of a tangent, but it's like, as I was watching it with 2023 eyes, my eyes right now, I was just like, was like, yeah, how the fuck do you fault this guy? It's like, but you kind of have yeah. to turn your part, that part of your brain off to enjoy this movie. I mean, they don't really get into it. They pay it just the most minor amount of lip service because you really can't to, to sympathize with the other side at all would be a completely different movie, you know? Yeah. Because if you do that at all, then it's, you can't have, that movie is not the same movie as one where people like Navy SEALs are just busting into places and shooting the shit out of people, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But I, but still, I thought it was interesting that they still included that in this kind of movie, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that kind of, that struck me. Another one too. I've, I think I've heard this, uh, in other places, maybe other TV shows like military related where they call the seals or like these different specialized groups. They call it the teams. Have you ever heard that before? Like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the teams or it's like, it's about the teams. You know, I just, I, it feels like a weird, like, why do you call it that? But well, cause they, I think they, it seems have, like it's, they do have yeah, multiple ahead, teams that I think have different sort of assignments based on like a hierarchy of, Oh, this is, you know, SEAL Team 6. These are the elite okay. whatever. Um, I yeah. thought you were going to say Frogmen. That's where I thought you were going to say. <laughs> no. Yeah, I've heard that one before. And that's like just like a fun, like like a nickname thing. But yeah. yeah. But this is this actually. This one struck me. There's supposed to be SEAL Team 6 in this movie. But at the time that this came out, SEAL Team 6 was still a classified thing that nobody knew existed oh that's cool oh shit um (laughs) oh shit uh the god this is this is where 
I was I I put it specifically. They're really trying to bite. They're really trying to like re- recapture the Top Gun soundtrack because I I was like this is very Kenny Loggins right now when they and they <laughs> even do a different like a a mirror image montage. And so instead of the volleyball, we have a golf outing. Hell yeah, yeah, which is pretty wild. And I I looked into this and I guess they were supposed to have like a shirtless football game. And it was Bill Paxton who spoke up and said, uh, this is too close to Top Gun. We should make it drunken golfing. And they actually yeah. let him like act as the second unit or whatever that is, second unit director. So he directed this whole crazy, like, it, it reminded me of like that, uh, that fucking Benny Hill, like the, burp, burp, yeah. burp, 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 burp. like they're fucking just drinking and having a good old fucking time and around this yeah. golf golf course is there nothing i respect paxton can't do <laughs> i respect what he was trying to do but the very first time i saw this i was like this is exactly like top gun yeah oh yeah <laughs> he still didn't manage to distance it from top gun this scene right there was one and then there was one song that sounded a lot like randy newman i can't remember when that was in the movie or if it was actually randy newman but you're probably talking about like the sad montage, like I should, after yeah, I should have written it down. After Michael Bean and Charlie Sheen get into a fight, it was like a sad version of "You've Got a Friend in Me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I found out recently that my lady fucking hates Randy Newman for some reason. Nice, I, I agree so, with her. Uh, I'll just. Blast out some I Love L.A. That song sucks ass. <laughs> it's so bad. Wait till she gets in the shower and just put it right in the bathroom yeah. so she can't escape. Well, and they, they yeah, play that song that, does suck They ass. play that stupid fucking song, I think, after every Dodger win. But the irony of the song is about how right. shitty L.A. actually is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, idiom or pearls before swine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like you fools. Do you not even listen? Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what he thinks of that. He probably thinks Randy it's Newman. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. You're laughing all the way Fucking to the bank. Suckers. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, so then we get uh, a second chance at Shahid. They're like, all right, fucking lay low. They're, they do their montage thing. Then they get some like tip and they're like, okay, yeah, we got Shahid dead to rights. Here he is. So the team regroups. They go back out. And whoa, one of my, whoa, whoa. Back up. Miss- oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You left that, that part. This <laughs> definitely sets it apart from <laughs> Top Gun. What'd you- Dude, I was like. How is the car on the fucking tow truck? <laughs> you just get on it and gas it, and it's yep. It's like yeah. dude, it's well, gonna be gotta, secured. It's like take the e brake off, obviously. <laughs> so why, at the end of their golf session, Charlie Sheen notices that his car is being towed. It's already on the back of a flatbed. He throws the golf club at the truck, steals a bicycle. And catches the truck on bicycle, jumps on the back, steals his car back like a boss. 
unnoticed. One of the best scenes the of the time. movie. Yes, that was. Well, he's a seal. That was super rad. Flips a sick J turn, which is clearly not a driver <laughs> yeah. stuntman double. <laughs> Dude, that was like one of the cleanest curly cues, whatever the fuck those are called. Is that called a J turn? I think so. Like that was one of the cleanest ones I've ever seen. Like it was like butter the way he fucking. I I was really satisfied with that, but. I the the stickler in me. I was just like, you can't just drive it off. Just show him unhooking something, you know. Yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> just a <laughs> that, single like, chain will do. Yeah, one chain. Uh, that was pretty fun. Yeah, I would be remiss if we didn't mention that. But then one of my favorite lines in this oh, too. Yeah. I don't think I. I don't think I have a bump. Is uh, Charlie Sheen and fucking slider and he's like what's he saying he's like saying something in arabic and he's like he's like i think he's saying something about your mother and he fucking just and he shoots him when he he's the the terrorist is holding someone hostage and he just shoots one bullet perfectly tags him and he's like you don't talk about mom never talk about mom never talk (laughs) about mom yeah i think we also skipped over my favorite line of the movie which is after the first mission Michael Bean goes into Charlie Sheen's quarters and he's pointing a gun at himself in the mirror. And then Charlie Sheen's like, God damn, I am still jacked up. You want to talk oh, about yeah. a rush? Fuck me. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I know, like, I'm pretty sure he ad lipped this line where he's like, it's flowing through me, boss. It's flowing through me. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is. Yeah, that is one- important to really drive it home that the action is the juice for this guy. That is 100% cocaine speaking in that moment. (laughs) I would bet my life on it. There there are a couple scenes in this movie where you just look at Charlie Sheen and it's like, this guy is yacked out of his mind right now. Totally geeked. (laughs) Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. Yeah. So this is really beating you over the head that like – he, I, Michael Bean even says too, like he's like this high you're chasing, or you're going after it. It ain't, it's not the one, it's not the right way, or something, you know. So it's like it's definitely foreshadowing, you know. Uh, and they're they're letting you know, okay, this is this is how he gets his fucking rocks off. This is what he's all about is the the action, like the shit. Which I've I've heard, I've seen documentaries and stuff too. It's like I've there's a really good. Uh, war documentary called Restrepo. Have you, have you guys ever seen Restrepo? Um, no. It's fucking I think I, I had I that I in have. elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like strep throat. I heard that in my head. No, it's called Restrepo. R-E-S-T-R-E-P-O. It's a really good doc. I, I think I may have recommended it to you in the past. I think it's from like 20, 2008, 2010, something like that. But it's like uh U.S. military in like the Kandahar region of Afghanistan when shit's like really going down. And uh, like there's a scene where these fucking like Marines are like sitting back and one of them's like sitting on his ass with like a 30 cal or a 50 cal machine gun. And he's all get some dumbass, And he's just <laughs> dumping his. It's like it's totally like this kind of mindset but it's got some really fucking hairy scenes where they're embedded yeah and one of the dudes is like they they get out of a firefight and it reminded me it 
it, this movie reminded me of that flick because the way Charlie Sheen is like, they get out of a firefight and this one kid, he's got to be like 20 or 21. And he, his eyes are like all big. He's like, he's got a shirt off. He's like jacked. And like the documentary people are like interviewing him. And he's like, they're like, how are you going to go back? What are you going to do when you do regular, when you become a civilian and go back home and stuff? He's like, I don't know, man. He's like, he's like, this is like, he's like, there's no greater high. You can like see it. Like, he's just like, you know, like it's, I I can see the draw to it, and and I can see like how be you have to be so sharp and on edge, probably in that kind of that mindset is just that's got to be really hard to shake. But yeah. Um, at any rate, so yeah, then we move on to like, uh, <laughs> dude, another this is probably one of my not favorite scenes, but one I got a pretty good chuckle out of is Charlie Sheen trying to be this fucking like. He's he's this like smug. He's like trying to take over uh, Michael Rapist. Bean's. Yeah, he, he's he's <laughs> trying to get into Claire Varon's pants really bad. Whereas Michael Bean's like trying total intelligence. Like he's trying to massage and fin- finesse this angle for information to to get sh- to back to Shahid and get these weapons. And Charlie Sheen like goes in. And he like calls in a fake pager to his pager to get him out of there. And he like slides in. And one of my favorite, he's talking about rags and rag heads from like, you know, like the middle East, like derogatory terms and not realizing that this gal is half Lebanese. Well, the first, the first she's thing like, he said, which was hilarious. He's like, yeah, we're in Beirut. Total shithole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, "Oh yeah, just full of rags, ragheads, fucking rags. Their life ain't worth shit." And she's like, yeah. I'm, "I'm half rag." <laughs> yeah, and then and then Michael Bean has to leave. He gets the fake page, and then she's like, uh, "So where were we?" And he's like, uh, "I was insulting your heritage, and now we're having dinner." And I was like, "Dude, the riz <laughs> on this motherfucker right now, dude." I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Charisma, Riz. Yeah. That's where. That's the etymology. That's where it stems yeah. from. I found out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see that ever. I don't see a woman ever behaving like that ever in real life. Well, yeah. she was pretty much having none of it. I mean, yeah. Thankfully, she ate the dinner. She was stringing them along pretty good. Yeah, like she was like, I see right through your act. If there's one Navy SEAL that would be apt to say some shit that is classified to a reporter, it would be him. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if she's playing an angle, yeah. She's like, okay, let's see what this dummy fucking flies out of what what I can get him to fucking spew. Um, Yeah. I wrote the Sheen Claire Varen's romance side plot is bonkers in this film. You're going to actually make me think before I talk, aren't you? That's what he says. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) you're going to make me think before I actually talk. Uh, Oh, and then uh, like, so he's like, yeah, we're going to fucking get together and this and that. He drives his car up onto the fucking beach. And she's like, no, I want to go home. I'm out of here. She leaves. And then Michael Bean meets up with him. Another one of my favorite lines. Uh, He's all pissed off. He's like, Hey, what the fuck was that about? And then Sheen's like, hey, trust me with your life, but not your money or your wife. <laughs> that one really got me good. You um, never heard that before? 
No, I've never heard that. Oh, that's like a dirty old man cliche. Oh, man. I've never yeah, heard that. That's either. a new one on me. And I, you know how I am about phrases. So, yeah. I'm going to have to incorporate it here soon. Yeah, if somebody ever said that to me, I'd be like, well, I can't really trust you with anything then if if you're like, well, I'll obviously steal your money and fuck your old lady, but, you know, I'll I'll make sure you stay alive. I won't let you die. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a monster. Yeah. Mean, even though your death <laughs> might result in me being with your old lady and possibly gaining financially. Um <laughs> I happen to have married that plastic fuck doll. Uh, I wrote again, man, they're really going for the Top Gun music. It's, it's pretty unreal. Like that it, I don't know if Kenny Loggins was a part of this, but there's definitely like specific like notes and like things. I, f- I feel like they were trying to echo or trigger. Yeah. It's like, what do you think? Steve? Basie. There were, there were a couple times where I was like, this song fucking kicks ass. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's totally yeah. like nondescript at the same time. Like I don't yeah. know, I don't know where usually they're trying to feather it for sure. Usually, while something is taking off of or landing on an aircraft carrier, yeah, yeah. or when they're they're entering like a new nondescript Middle East environment, there's like a a sweet little ditty intro. Yeah, it was good, especially the. Uh, Bon Jovi cover of Boys Are Back in Town. That was the the highlight. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, that's not the OG. I wonder who that is. I need to look into that. Is that like fucking Rat or something? (laughs) Or like Ugly Kid Joe or something? That was was pretty tough. That was what they were playing during the golf scene, I think. And it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Over the top. The Boys Back in Town. Oh man, uh, there's no sense in like going over specific plot points, but there's that moving the 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 analysis of the film along. So I don't know how we get here, but there's like another tip. There's like another. I feel like it felt kind of like deja vu in a couple spots because it's like, okay, we think we got the goods and we think we got the intel, and then they go in and they kill a bunch of people and they fucking extract. And then there's like a lull, a little bit of downtime. They do that like two or three times until our final set piece where we get into like the fucking the the major action set piece at the end. But this one, it's where it's where they cash in the um, Charlie Sheen being a fucking hothead. And it fucking gets our boy Chief, played by Dennis Haysbert, fucking killed because Charlie Sheen's just like he's going around a corner and he sees some shit and it's like, he's got to, he's got to jump in and he wants a part of the action. And he ends up by doing that instead of playing it more patient, playing it safe and, and hanging back like he was supposed to. Dennis Haysbert gets killed uh, because Charlie Sheen's character is a fuckhead. Um, I wrote insert soul searching and potential redemption arc or selfless sacrifice towards the end for Sheen. Um, that didn't yeah. really come to fruition, <laughs> I don't think. I think he just got revenge, and that's how he got his redemption. He got but. revenge and shows leadership. Yeah. I was hoping more for, like, I was like, all right, this would be just 
this would be perfect if you just fucking go out in a blaze of glory kind of thing, self-sacrifice. I thought that was what they were going to do for sure. But um, I also saw there was like a few different drafts of this film too. So he just disobeyed orders again later on. Yeah. Yeah. For the right reasons. But it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. All is forgiven. (laughs) One of the things I was confused about is that the mission before this one, they get a tip that like, uh, the the missiles are on a boat and they turn out not to be on the boat but yeah aren't if they they're like not on the boat sand why was that guy booby trapped right cuz they shoot the guy that's down in the hole and the guy has like a grenade tied to his leg that's tonight like a string is tied to the pin like if there's nothing of value on the ship why are you booby trapping yourself I mean, it could have been like a honeypot situation. Like they were trying to lure him in to ambush him. Like maybe they intentionally gave somebody bad information. Uh, and if that's the case, they did a really shitty job of executing the ambush. Because even when they were kind of walking through where the hostages were, you could tell there were a couple guys who were just there like on watch. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, they're here. Let's get them. And then they just proceeded to not get them. So I don't know. Yeah, that scene was very weird. <laughs> well, they're they're trying to add to the realism, right? I mean, that's what I thought. A, a more realistic scene, I feel like, would just be like it's literally just a civilian vessel with no yeah. terrorists aboard. Because, like yeah. Steve said, if it's a honeypot, the point is to then kill the the Navy SEALs when they get on right. the boat, not just like not do anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I just took it like they were they were like, "Oh, you got egg on your face, you, you know, fucking wrong wrong bad intel, wrong wrong boat." Uh and they were just trying to I don't know. They just stationed some real like uh vigilantes there to like add to the, I don't know. I wasn't thinking about it that deeply when I saw it. I I thought it was just like, "Oh, got one over on you. These crates are filled with sand, assholes." Try again, you know, um, but you will. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this, this gets to the, the scene where, you know, we, we talked about previously where Dennis Haysbert's old lady fucking, uh, has it out with Michael Bean. She's crying. He's dead. Charlie Sheen's like, yeah, man, I fucked up. You know, like he's, he's going through it. And they have that, uh, uh, the scene, the, like the wake or whatever at the bar. And I'm curious if you, I know Steve, you don't, but do you recognize the dude who is credit? I think he's credited as redneck, redneck at bar, which I didn't. He's that is not a redneck. <laughs> no, he looked like a, just like a college age he's punk. Like, I'm I wearing thought. a salmon shirt and some dolphin shorts. Yeah. Like, hey, isn't the game supposed to be on? And they're like watching that golf scene of like their buddy, and they're like fucking, yeah. You know, they're all commiserating, having shots, and like you know, paying respect to to Chief. And he comes in, and uh, you'd recognize him, Titus Welliver. No, I read that he's the star of some show, but I don't watch TV shows, so it didn't really mean anything to me. Okay, well, Lost fans know him as. Uh, the man in black and he's also in a pretty popular show called Bosch which is that was probably it 
it is it. I've seen I've seen it. Um, it's not bad. Uh, but yeah, Jay- I thought that was really weird because he's super young in this film, and I I've only known him from Bosch. He's like fucking fifty five and gray hair and shit. So it was it was kind of fun to see him as like a punk like college age character and but then sheen does like a really weird like (laughs) flex on him and fucking kisses him on the mouth like real hard (laughs) like chokehold headlock like or no he's choking him he's with his hand he's on his throat and he just plants the like biggest wettest fucking kiss on someone i've ever seen before it says i love you yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i'm all about Uh, these like weird homoerotic un- undertone flexes that they do in these movies. Like in King of New York Gun too. when uh fucking the ginger guy spits on his face and he just wipes it off and starts licking it. Yeah. Yeah. That was fucking <laughs> fucking Barl's narkly. But first Christ. off this dude, this uh, redneck at bar guy is talking shit to Rick Rossovich, which is, if I was going to talk shit to a random group of people, I don't pick out the one that's six, four and roided out. <laughs> yeah. He's like the, the fucking baddest ass looking out of this crew. Like, yeah, he would, I would, I would have picked on Bill Paxton uh, or even Charlie Sheen. I mean, he doesn't look like he really knows how to handle himself, but I would have um, picked Michael Bean cause he was the drunkest and maybe I would have a chance of beating up a, a drunk man. <laughs> That's a good point. But also, I just wouldn't go talk shit to a group of people for no fucking reason because I wanted to watch the football game. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In a state that doesn't have any professional football teams. Virginia? Virginia, No, but they're close to D.C. They could have been watching a Redskins game or Commander's game. How dare you? Well, at that time, it would have been Yeah, but how dare you? Not allowed. At any rate... Have you guys ever seen this when he pours the liquor across the bar and lights it on fire? I was like, I mean, uh, in cocktail, isn't this whole place about to do that? But isn't this place about to go up right now? Like, how is that safe? They do it as if it's a thing. Yeah. Like, no one says anything I, about it, but I've never seen yeah. it before. Like, the bartender was, like, totally cool with it. Like, I was like, what? what is that? Because I feel like that would... Uh, like the whole bar is about to go up now, but at any rate. Well, yeah. And you can see one of them. I can't remember which one just goes behind the bar and does it. Like, can I get another round, another round? And he just fucking, yeah, he takes the beer. Oh yeah. Ramos. Classic Ramos. Yeah. The bartender <laughs> was probably like, I'm just going to back off. They're also saying like the guy that's let's get another round says that his name is Billy Graham. So they're like, getting drinks on the tab of their dead friend. So they're not going to pay the yeah, bar. That's yeah. Oh, I was I like, what? I didn't notice that. Oh dude, I can't believe it. We fucking bypassed one of the best lines in this fucking movie when, uh, it's one of the first firefights. I believe when Charlie Sheen grabs a grenade and he sees a bunch of like gas or propane canisters, like, 20 yards away and there's like a pack of five bad guys and he fucking uncorks and he starts cooking a grenade. Hope these fuckers paid their gas bill. Dumb. Dude. I, so dumb. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, 
when he shoots when he when he shoots the uh, the hinges on the door with the shotgun, and somebody asks him some stupid question, he's like, "Room service." <laughs> yeah, another callback to King of New York. Oh yeah, dude. Do I have that one? Uh, I think I took it off. Room service, motherfuckers. Dude, that part was so badass. The gas bill one. Dude, that was that was that you was didn't, tough. that was rough for you. I that love was that, like man. yeah, that was like some oh, Arnold fuck, in on commando an shit. Jesus. I when we first started this discussion, where you're like, I know there's one for sure. I thought that was the one. The no, I was bill. thinking I'm still so jacked up. It's flowing through me, boss. Oh, oh I was thinking. Nobody talks about mom. Right now. <laughs> we all had different. Hey, <laughs> just goes to show you was. how good this movie is. Yeah. I think my second had to be like when he's calling out for God, when he's calling Bill Paxton and he's in the sniper position and he's all God here. <laughs> that, I was like, fuck. Yeah. I vaporize hostiles. <laughs> um. Oh, quick tangent before I fucking forget about it. There's another Lawrence Fishburne movie since we talked about King of New York last time. What is it called? I think it's called Deep Cover. Deep Cover. Have you ever seen Deep? He's no, it's on my list. Man. I really want to watch it, but oh, I've been fuck. I've been watching too many movies like that recently. Yeah, sometimes you got to take a breather, but if you do go back to that kind of like really hard, like gritty crime shit deep cover Larry that's that's like an all-timer fish burn for me too I I forgot about it one of my buddies he saw us post uh King of New York and he's like dude uh fish is awesome and deep cover too and I was like damn that's a good call I haven't seen it in a long time but yeah he is really good in that um yeah fuck where was I going with the gas bill tangent oh yeah they call out he's like that's he's like that's a six pack Billy or something like that like right after like isn't Billy that, Graham that also a televangelist yeah that's true and I never put that together because I heard Billy thrown around and I didn't know it was attached to chief Graham I thought his first name was Graham for some reason but um yeah, that's Chief, uh, played by Dennis Haysbert. But yeah, Billy Graham was one of those like mega Texas church, like or Southern, like like a la Joel Osteen. No, not quite. I hate to pull the no? uh, I hate to pull the Christian school card on you, but no, please do. No, he's he's just he. Well, he's dead now, but he was a uh, he was just like a preacher he wasn't one of these like uber church borderline scam artist you know was he not the one that started people. like the 700 club uh i think that's pat robertson and okay some some other some other person i can't think of but so he yeah, was I mean, just like a highly influential like religious figure yeah but you know, it's six of one, half dozen of the other. So just before anybody red penned you. <laughs> Dude, who is Yeah, you guys probably have a very big Christian. Christian <laughs> listenership. Listening. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Totally. <laughs> 
before isn't my, that uh, before my mom wrote in i just thought i would head that off at the pass yeah i was gonna <laughs> say the only listener i could think of that would probably fit that bill is like either you from your from your youth mm-hmm. or or your mom if she ever tunes in which i'm sure uh it was only once if she did tune in <laughs> That's so funny to think about uh, if your mom did tune in and she was able to like filter out the language and subject matter. And she like, that was nice. That was a nice show. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love Charlie Sheen. uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Michael Bean's just a great actor. Um, I guess Michael Bean and Claire fuck. And then yeah. they're like, they're working. She's like, okay, I'm going to give it up. And I don't know at this part, I kind of like tuned out of the particulars, but we get into our, our main battle scene or we finally get like, I guess the good Intel. I don't know how we arrive here quite exactly, but it's a, a Shiite slum. Okay. In can, I, can I ask a question real quick? Because I'm a little yeah. unclear. I said I said sort of half jokingly earlier that she contributed nothing to the movie at all. Did she literally contribute nothing other than the idea of kidnapping a potential informant or or did she, she provide something oh, yeah. that I missed? She kind of didn't provide anything. She was just like showing them her files and it reminded Michael okay. Bean of someone he was already aware of and then Charlie Sheen's like we should fucking kidnap him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they take it up to the higher ups, and they're like, "Hey, this guy's on the payroll. We, you fucking feed him money, and he'll sing or whatever." You know, like we've they have used him as like a paid informant in the geopolitical s- sphere in the past, and they're like, "Yeah, let's get him. He'll know more to like get us to Shahid." I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is where I we mean go. that's that's where I was a little unclear if maybe the pictures they were looking at came from her, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we know this guy." In which case, she would actually be somewhat useful. Or if they were just looking over files and the guy's like, oh, yeah, um, I like your kidnapping idea because we actually know who this guy is just in our regular files. And the whiteboard behind them seemed very, very helpful on connecting. (laughs) (laughs) Hezbollah. Hezbollah. All of them are pointing to this fucking Hmm. one thing. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was funny too. It's just like <laughs> Iraq, Iran, Hezbollah. Yep. Yeah, I think they misspelled it too. They spelled it they H I Z, like yeah. Hezbollah. Uh, so yeah, we get to our 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 main uh our final set piece of the film. Um, it's like picture like a rundown, like just like Middle Eastern war torn shithole, kinda, as Charlie Sheen would refer to it correct and they somehow they have they have magically like a a local guide a point person who's like 16 years old name them all um and they proceed to go on to like this crazy ass firefight which i wrote down i was like god dude what a shit storm like how the fuck are they gonna get out of this like if this were real and you were in that kind of like situation it's like Dude, it just it seems nuts. Like, there's no way you're getting out alive. No. No. Suicide mission for sure. Yeah. And this is where we lose 
uh, Bill Paxton, rest in peace, man in real life. Um, which I was, I was bummed. I was hoping he'd get a couple cool, like sniper kills before he got taken out. But, um, yeah, he gets the drop on him and he gets, he gets capped, but he does, he does come through. He, he sticks around long enough to save Michael Bean, uh, from getting, from meeting the same fate with 50 caliber fucking sniper rifle that blows hunks out of cement walls. Like, um, not a problem anymore. What's he, he says something at the beginning, uh, when he takes those two out, like what he's like, I'm switching to thermal. That part was dope. Uh, um, <laughs> like, actually, I got nothing on, I got nothing on starlight. I'm switching to thermal. I read this in IMDB trivia that actually thermal imaging at this time was like actively cooled. So it was like this big, motorized unit that you would have to plug into a wall and would make a shit ton of noise. Oh Jesus. So red pen on the writers yeah. of Navy <laughs> seals. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I wasn't sure if you could see like thermal imaging behind two feet of concrete. A- yeah. No. X-ray also. <laughs> It's still pretty limited. Like you, with that sort of thermal Im- imaging, it doesn't work like through glass. It's yeah. not at all like what they're showing in this movie. Yeah, what they were showing was like predator level, or even like it harkened back to me for to like eraser the fucking EM gun. Yeah, a rail gun. Yeah, or like uh, if you rail ever gun. played the N sixty four game Perfect Dark, there was <laughs> I never played that one. It was pretty much the same as gold and I, but like a different, not like James Bond. They had a rail gun like that where you could see through walls. God, that gun's sick. Your luggage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, Paxton gets killed. We have this like fucking mad dash to like, they get in a car somehow, which I wrote this car chasing is fucking bananas. Well, well uh, let's, let's, let's back up a little bit because there is a part when they're blowing up the building with the missiles where Charlie Sheen directly quotes Harrison Ford in star Wars. I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm sure neither of you picked that up, but now right before they're about to blow the building, there's some guy like walks up behind him and Ramos and Charlie Sheen shoots him. And he's like, boring conversation leader. We're going to have company, which is exactly what Harrison Ford says, except Luke instead of leader. So I'm just going to push up my glasses here. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, I totally missed on that. It's a super weird thing to just directly quote star Wars in this movie. I don't know why they did it. Huh? Weird. Yeah. Maybe lazy writing or something. I don't know. It's, it seems like I, I didn't read much about this film, but I I didn't have to read that. That's all off the dome. My friend. Nice. <laughs> so this was this was in 1990. The which Star Wars movie was that? Quoted the first from? one. The first. So that was one. like 76, 77, 77, 76. Okay, I can't remember now. Is it it's is 77? It, is it possible that in 1990 that was like a very well known sort of quote, like like the type of thing? Like, I mean, Luke, I'm your father. Like if you would say that to other people. Like could anyone who's a well Star known? Wars fan like me would just immediately be like, "Oh, Star Wars," but then you that leads you to like, 
Why? Why Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I that's guess crazy because I, I fancy myself a fan of Star Wars and I guess I'm a, a light fan of Star Wars because that one was totally lost on me. The only thing I can really remember of like Han Solo is, uh, you know, like him yelling at Chewie and, and like the scene where he kills Greedo or like tell Jabba I'll have his money, shit like that. So yeah, that yeah. boring conversation was totally lost on me. Yeah. I, I, I guess my only question was maybe at the time, was that like a well-known thing maybe not i don't know because it does seem weird to to fully you know yeah or maybe it was just kind of just under the surface and the writers were like oh i can lift that and it like you know maybe the nerds will get uh huffy about it but no one that's that's true the general public won't pick up on that you know like i can just lift that sneakily it's not that good of a line though (laughs) you're gonna rip (laughs) off a line could have said something else. I did see this as like four different versions. And Michael Bean is also quoted as saying, this is one of the, I think not one of, I think he says this was the worst filming experience he had in his, his career. So. Well, he said one thing I wrote down is uh, working on this film was probably the worst experience of my life. (laughs) <laughs> that's the one yeah <laughs> so i'm sure the production behind the scenes was kind of fraught with issues and people just trying to get shit done you know and forcing it through but yeah this end scene with the car car chase is fucking crazy yeah Our to boy- go back before i sidetracked you you're talking about these they they hijack a car of just two regular ass dudes who are yeah, just like driving seats. around while three different factions are having a gunfight with AKs in the streets. What the fuck are these guys doing? Yeah. Well, I guess if you live there, it's like you got to fucking go about your day to day. I don't know. Yeah. It did kind of strike me as like, you know, cause they were both wearing like, I feel like button up shirts and, and like, like nice leisure suits and, and driving a fucking seafoam green Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and they were on a road, but then when when these guys commandeered the vehicle, it seems like well now we're just in back alleys and staircases and like what happened to the road they were just on? <laughs> yeah, and there's bricks all over the place, like and just like crumbling buildings all around. Um, this is another kind of graphic scene. Is like they get. They get the the jump on one of those like fucking SWAT truck tank truck things, yeah. and uh, our driver Rexer gets his fucking head blown off. Um, pretty brutal, and the car flips. They get out. I mean, I thirty mean, caliber Browning is going to do more damage to that to someone's head. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Probably, yeah. It would. It just wouldn't be there anymore. But exactly. Yeah, he gets he gets blasted. Uh, they go on this this kind of tedious uh like this is one of the parts where it kind of dragged for me yeah like the the getting out towards the ocean yeah a little See, bit this whole part dragged a little bit and seemed pretty unrealistic but <laughs> the fucking the shooting the the rocket or the fucking uh the rpg into the water 
and the shockwave was right next to him and it did no damage to anyone. Like that was pretty funny. The last 10 minutes of this movie was really testing my ability to (laughs) suspend disbelief. (laughs) Yeah. But I guess you just got to roll with it. And I was, I did like uh, Charlie Sheen gets his revenge. He finally gets Shahid underwater is choking him out and he fucking slits his throat i mean he gets that, his revenge there but i liked it but i also had a problem with it because it's like you've shown brain matter splattering yes. on people's face and there's not a drop of blood when he slits yeah. his throat i was yeah. hoping for more it's like, just like this- throw a throw a bag of dye down yeah. there or something you know easy i have yeah. no idea I who made that decision or why <laughs> Uh, and then the sub just comes up from underneath them. Yeah. Even though they already the guy's left. Like, just, just give me 10 more minutes. And he's like, <laughs> no, we're getting the fuck out of here. And then it's like 30 minutes later. And it's like, Oh, we, we waited for you. You know, like, yeah, cool. I, I like how they try to make the commander of the sub be the bad guy, but his argument is 100% sound in that. Yeah. I have 107 men on this submarine. On this half a billion dollar submarine, (laughs) like yeah, come on. Because if I give you the, if I give you ten minutes, you're just gonna ask me for ten more fucking minutes. Well, but there was also the argument about the sun's coming up. They're gonna see the glare off the water. It's like, well, it's a submarine. Just go underwater. Yeah. Uh, to their to their credit, I'm pretty sure I think they did say they also had there was some talk about radar, so maybe maybe they could have yeah, there was a throwaway was, line where it's like as soon as they're in range, they're gonna get pinged by radar. So you guys have to be there the second that the sub gets but then at the same mm-hmm. time it's like all that gets blown to shit. So did it did it really have to be as precise as you were saying? Because none of that shit panned out. Yeah. Um, but I guess it was more like, since this is a covert op, you don't want any proof that there is a U.S. involvement in this. Maybe. Was right. the yeah, that's yeah. true. Cause they make pains early on to be like, we weren't here. We don't exist. You know, like, yep. But yeah, all in all, I, this was a fun ride for me, for sure. This is comfort food. Uh, this was four chili cheese burritos with a fucking Baja blast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. So we can put it in the wind column. That's for sure. Uh, Hell yeah. Thank I, you, Chris, I would love for, to hear for picking this one. Who, who doesn't like this movie explain why. Who's not like an insufferable cunt. Yeah. Who's not just a fucking insufferable or who's not an unctuous philistine yes exactly yeah, tell us very shallow unctuous philistine <laughs> yeah so much so that i didn't even bother looking at negative reviews because i don't need that kind of yeah. negativity and i'm not even gonna uh dignify that kind of shit with a response so sorry yeah you're not getting one yeah i mean you could, there's a lot of criticisms you could level at this movie um, if you're going to read into the politics of it at all. But like I've said before, I can separate that and just enjoy the movie on its terms and imagine that 
all of these guys that they're calling bad guys within the universe of this movie, they yeah. are bad guys. So yeah, whatever, you know? Right. It'd be the same thing as if you were going to write like a fucking, uh, like a critical review of like Tommy boy or fucking Shrek, you know, it's like that. That's not why this was made. Um, and if we were to make all of your requested changes, it would be a completely different movie, you know? Yeah. Then you'd be looking at like uh, like Green Zone or like, what's that one? Jamie Foxx is in a pretty good one. Like 2004, 2005. Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Negative. I think he was in the second one, though, if we're being... Fuck. If we're being real. Well, um, and the ultimate irony is if people would have watched this movie and not panned it 33 years ago, it could have possibly prevented the last 25 years of <laughs> endless wars in the Middle East. Right. So this movie could have done a lot of good, but, you know, these fucking movie critics. Dude, honestly, I'm just doing a cursory scroll through IMDb user reviews right here. And there are 106 of which, and the first like 10 are all really positive, like six out of 10, seven out of 10, not great, but decent seven out of 10, excellent movie, eight, 10 out of 10, eight out of 10, 10 out of 10. (laughs) Like this is who these were made for. I bet some of these are fucking really bad. Charlie Sheen's character ruined the movie three out of 10. Yeah. That this wasn't made for you. I mean, if this, if this movie was met, uh, more well received, it could have prevented nine 11. That's all I'm saying. I thought Mark Wahlberg could have prevented nine 11. That too. <laughs> God, can you imagine the sequel to this with Mark, Mark, Mark Wahlberg? Oh shit. Oh boy. Maybe he plays God's son. <laughs> like a rooster uh codename Jesus. Yeah. With, with all Dude. the the writers on strike, we might be onto something, boys. Yep. Hey is, man, the time we, for scabs is now. Yeah, I mean, just come in, bunch of scabs, pitch meeting. Have you ever heard of Navy SEALs from 1990? <laughs> nope. Well, have either of you guys have either we got Navy SEALs part due? What do the words Martini Ranch mean to you guys? Oh, I'm aware. I am not. I'm a knave. It's uh, Bill Paxton's band. Oh, and Rick Rosovich is wearing a Martini Ranch shirt in this movie. Is that when he has that redonkulous like skull cap when they're fucking golfing and he looks like a fucking yeah like a, yeah there was a Martin, weird phase dude, a in the nineties where like men thought they could just wear those <laughs> yeah like the bandana like fucking wrapped around I remember my dad had like a teal one with skull and crossbones <laughs> on it and my dad is not Hell that yeah. guy at all. <laughs> Probably was like a midlife crisis move or something. <laughs> like uh, that's gonna did be he, my thing now. Did he talk to your mom about getting a hog? He actually 
did ride motorcycles before I was <laughs> okay. born, but okay. he had to stop because of kids and shit. Nice. That's awesome. But yeah, he Fuck was it. in a very bring it back. Devo-esque band called it's Martini so, Ranch. It's so bad. It's bad. Really? Wow. Yeah. Worse than Eddie Murphy's uh, recording career? I mean, Eddie Murphy's song's a banger. Really? Yeah, party all the time. Party all the time. I don't think Martini Ranch is that bad. I mean, it's there's a reason he didn't get famous for music. We'll, we'll say it that way. But it's not <laughs> the worst thing I've ever heard. I feel yeah. like the other... It was a two-person band. I feel like the other person was also famous. Yeah. So you're saying it was no dog star? And fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that Keanu Reeves band, he played bass in that band. Yeah, I guess it was just his friend, someone not famous. I was wrong, but yeah, no, so I'm not a fan not of famous Keanu Reeves' band. <laughs> That's awesome. Where'd you pick that tidbit up? Martini Ranch. I've just, I mean, I think I first found it out when I was researching this movie galaxy of terror, which is like a shitty B sci-fi movie. And that's where, that's where James Cameron and Bill Paxton met. Cause Bill Paxton was like part of the art department. And if you watch that movie and then you watch aliens, you're like, wow, he's just always been into this weird shit. Nice. Yeah, That's the one cool. the one shitty music video I watched for Martini Ranch was directed by James Cameron. James Cameron. Yeah. Oh, wow. The song is like, how can this something man find time for culture? It's bad. <laughs> the, the fuck it's is that not name good. that song? The one I watched so was in- called Reach, where it's like a modern day. He looks like a cowboy on a motorcycle coming into a <laughs> old West town and he's wanted. So a bunch of like prostitutes try to kill him and it's bad. <laughs> yeah. The one I was thinking of is how can the laboring man find time for self culture? And in that video is also Rick Rosovich, Michael Bean, judge Reinhold and Anthony Michael Hall. Oh boy. Veritable who's who. Yeah. That's the, wild. The Brat Pack. That sounds like such a pretentious fucking title for a song, though. Jesus Christ. It was the 80s. Yeah. That's fun. I always thought he'd be in like a like a like a Kevin Bacon. Like he'd be in like some kind of like a rock blues fucking band or like a country like a rock blues with a country twang not like, like a, a devo fucking a bruce devo. willis That's playing harmonica yeah <laughs> Bruno guitar uh i got one review that's that's kind of funny uh that i just pulled up navy seals two out of ten if you like your soldiers drunk and irresponsible this is the movie for you yep charlie wakes up from a drunk in the surf he steals a bike he steals a car he rips up a golf course beer cans thrown around this is our way fighting men are portrayed on their days off. Charlie shoots a man who's holding a gun to his head of a woman. Charlie makes a joke. Charlie's asked what's happening during combat. Charlie makes a joke. This is the way our fighting men are portrayed during combat. I love Charlie. 
I like Charlie, but I'd slap the stuffing out of him for this part for his part in this movie. <laughs> Damn. I'd slap the stuffing out of him Stay for mad. his part in this movie. Stay mad because Charlie Sheen is winning. <laughs> Are you bipolar? I'm by Bi- winning. winning. I went here, I went there. Oh, fuck me. All right. Yeah, this actually has a lot of positive user reviews. That's wild. Um, Cool. So that bumps up our average, our approval rate to an 86 flat uh, after 60 episodes. I'm pretty stoked about that. Of course, not all of our, our shows have been about movies. So that's probably around like 40, 45 movies that we've, uh, added to your your movie lexicon steve-o yep um has this sparked anything like like to want to get into other movies like of this genre or like something that you've liked like try to like go off on your on your own or are you kind of sitting back like with your normal outlook on movie watching and just watching shit for the show yeah no not at all that makes sense um I guess to be fair, every once in a while, it'll it'll spark, you know, a desire to watch some other movie. But but no, well, right on. I've probably watched more movies in the last year than I have I say in my last twenty years. Damn, that's cr- yeah, that's pretty wild, dude. When your dad was saying he he like. It, doesn't watch TV or movies or anything like that. Do, do they, does your, do your parents own a television? They do. Yep. Okay. I was yeah. wondering if there, that, that might be fun to have him on, like have him do a little homework assignment or maybe a book too, since he's such a, a big reader. Yeah. But like do something like that and have him back on and like try and break something down with him and see what he thought might be fun for someone who's like, hasn't seen a ton of movies okay. to like, maybe like, tune him into something that'll just fucking blow his cat back you know well one of the charlie sheen movies i mentioned was called beyond the law and i remember it has to do with counterfeiting so maybe (laughs) where he's on the cover and he has that fucking sweet mullet yeah so maybe he's part of the secret service and that or some (laughs) shit i know he goes undercover in a biker gang movie fucking rules uh he's just a cop I've always meant to, I've seen that cover so many fucking times. Yeah. He's just got, he's got like a beard and a fucking super rad mullet. Like it's a good like one. Leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing that one in the movie store when I was a kid. Like, oh man. Hell yeah. Rad. You saw that at a movie store and didn't rent it. Well, I was too young. Like what's it called? Beyond the law. Yeah. Dude, like that, and I think the cover of um, Return of the Living Dead 3 with the chick, with like the fucking, uh, that that VHS cover, those two are are pretty burned into my mind. Man, yeah, like I hardware. just. Hardware. Yeah, for me, I think the one that sticks out the most out of everything would have to be Jason Goes to Hell, which is not like the best oh, movie yeah. in the world, but the cover was the metal mask with the worm coming through. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I was like, that looks like some scary shit when I was a kid. Hell yeah. 
<laughs> and then as an adult, you're like, eh. yeah, pretty, pretty bad. Uh, okay, cool. So let's see. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to have Bob returning. Uh, we're going to be watching clay pigeons from 1998. Uh, unfortunately right now it's not streaming anywhere, but it's available for rent anywhere you get movies, YouTube, Amazon, what have you. Um, Early role for Vince Vaughn. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is in it. Janine Garofalo has a bit role. Really good. Uh, fun, really fun flick. So we'll be watching Clay Pigeons next week uh, with Bob from Straight Chillin'. Have you ever seen Clay Pigeons, Chris? Never heard of it. Fucking awesome. Great movie. It's a, it's a fun uh, pre-old school, like that whole fast talk uh, Vince Vaughn era. Um, he's a real gangly character. Like a Rudy, thing. like a Vince Vaughn and Rudy. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I always forget he's in that until I watch that. I'm like, Oh yeah. Vince Vaughn plays the fucking washed I up. Thought, I figured you probably watch that every weekend. <laughs> oh no. I, I have I've, every Saturday morning. I've <laughs> seen my share of Rudy. That's for sure. John Favreau, big old John Favreau's in there too. Um, dude, that's, that's one of, that's probably one of my favorite Charles S. Dutton vehicles is, uh, besides alien three, I got to go surviving the game on that, (laughs) that see, that's one I've never seen. Is that, is that a Rutger Hauer hit too, that he's in? That's yeah. Rutger Hauer, Charles S. Dutton, Gary Busey, F. Murray, Abraham, uh, the guy that plays the doctor in scrubs. John C. McGinley. Oh yeah, Doctor Cox. Yeah, all star cast. Dude, that was his era, like in the like late eighties, like up into the like mid nineties. Like he was in fucking Point Break. Wagons East. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Wagons East. Damn. Yeah, I'm. You know what? When we started this podcast, I like made a fat list of like, okay, this is what Steve needs to watch and I, that list is it's dwindling so i need to write some of these down i need to add need to add to our our stable here um, well here's here's some possible ones um as as i have voiced on this podcast before i don't really like top gun the first one still haven't seen maverick but i am of the opinion that every top gun adjacent movie such as navy seals is actually better than top gun so, one starring Tom Cruise himself, Days of Thunder. Just watched it today. Better than Top Gun. This movie. But wait, have you not, you have not seen Top Gun though? I've seen the first one. I've not okay. seen Maverick. All right, I got confused. So I was like, I was like, how the fuck can you come on on this? You haven't seen the fucking first one. So you you just uh, haven't seen Maverick. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. D- Days of Thunder is a banger. Uh. If you ever wondered what Top Gun with firefighters would be like, let me introduce you to a little movie called Backdraft, my friend. Oh, better yeah. than Top Gun. Yeah. You've seen Backdraft, Steve? I have. Yep. It's a good Hell one. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Love Back, it. Backdraft fucks. Yeah. Top it's Gun with hard. Karate, best of the best, better than Top Gun. Top Gun with Mountain Climbing, also starring Michael Bean, K2. Better than Top Gun. 
I like all these movies you're recommending, but it's like I feel I feel wrong by you by you affirming that they're better than Top Gun. What about? But uh, these are good. Mountain climbing, vertical limit with Chris O'Donnell <laughs> and Bill Paxton. Oh shit! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Is it Top Gun adjacent though? Yes. <laughs> it seems like it would be. Sure. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. With like a, a more a little bit of a, a new school sheen on it. Um so yeah, dude K is a banger. Do you think Navy do you in your guys' opinion, Navy SEALs are top gun, which is better? Top gun all day. You are so wrong. <laughs> Steve, damn, Steve's chewing on it. That's crazy. Yeah. I have many years and many watches of Top Gun under my belt, and I really like it. So it's not surprising for anyone who who knows me. So I'm going Top Gun, too. Yeah. Top Gun as wrong, I should say. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm frequently wrong, so. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I've said, my main problem with Top Gun is that it's just 80 minutes of dick measuring and a bogey shows up at the end. This kind of rectifies that and that it's like they're doing Navy SEAL shit for most of the movie. So that's why I prefer this one over Top Gun. Like, yeah, there's a lot of p- plane flying in Top Gun, but it's all just like training exercises. So it's not that exciting to me. Also, I saw it in like yeah. 2020. So. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe if I would have seen Navy SEALs a little bit younger, or quite a bit younger, I might have a tougher coin flip, but yeah. Young Guns, also Top top Gun gun. adjacent, better than Top Gun. Yeah, I got to be in the right mood for Top Gun, whereas I could throw on Young Guns anytime. So take that for what you will. Courage Under Fire, where do you stand? Night Train Johnny Mofries. I haven't seen it. Oh, man. It's a good one. Our Lord and Savior Denzel's in it. A young, cracked out, super skinny Matt Damon. I haven't seen that many Denzel Washington movies, only because, like I said, I was forced to watch Remember the Titans constantly in high school. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) You need to check out the Equalizer franchise, I feel. There's an oh. equalizer trace coming out here shortly. Christopher, you need to watch the <laughs> equalizer. I'll put it on the list. Yeah, he's he's good in that. Dude, Denzel, there's a there's a one with John Lithgow plays a fucking crazy bad guy called Ricochet from I think 1989. I've heard Denzel's good things. Pretty good in that. A very guilty pleasure of mine is fucking virtuosity with Denzel <laughs> and Russell Crowe. Dude, I watched the shit out of that when I was in like fifth and sixth grade. Like it came, it was on HBO like fucking every six hours. Hell yeah. You guys uh, seen Unhinged? No. Uh-uh. What's that? Uh, I feel like you guys might like that. It's where uh came out in like 2021. Some woman honks at Russell Crowe. Oh, is that the one? It's like the Road Rage movie. Road Rage fucking follows her for the rest of the movie. (laughs) Jesus Christ. 
So it's and this like is like fat Russell Crowe. Yeah. I'm so this, it, yeah, I saw yeah. the preview for it. <laughs> it looked like a bottle movie, but you're like following, like you're like you're. So it looks like phone booth on wheels, like pretty much. Yeah, I saw I saw the trailer like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's like a a, a a kerfuffle in the fucking like gridlock traffic, and he just he it's like the last thing, and he snaps. Yeah. She like lays like, on the horn, and then he runs up to her window, and he's like explaining to her that there's different types of honks, and you need to start <laughs> off. You need to start off with just like the double tap before you go into like laying on the horn like that. Oh man! I mean, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think we watched that like the week it came out because that was one of the early ones that was affected by COVID. So it had like a – it was in theaters for like a week and then went to streaming. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing previews for that and I was like, hmm. I don't don't really like movies like that where they just key in on like one or two characters, you know, like – yeah, that it might be pretty wild though, seeing a crazy Russell Crowe just hounding some poor woman the entire movie <laughs> for cutting him yeah. off in gridlock traffic. That's what it is. To get over. What's it called again? Unhinged. Hell yeah. That's so crazy. I've seen him like in so many interviews talking about like the craft of acting and like this and that, and he's been in like a beautiful mind and Cinderella man and all that shit. And then he just gives the green light to a fucking <laughs> road rage. Movie. Oh, he looks like <laughs> shit in this. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> He's oh pretty my big. God. I can another watch this. A great recent Russell Crowe, perf- like glorified, like cameo that he was in. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to you guys, but it was a movie called the true history of the Kelly gang. He's in it for like, 15 minutes and he's like telling this little kid to shoot a guy's dick off. It's pretty good. Crazy. Sounds good to me. (laughs) I think the last thing I saw him in that I enjoyed was with uh, our boy Ryan Gosling in the nice guys. I think it is. Yeah. That was a a fun movie. Yeah. Haven't gotten around to it yet. I was pleasantly surprised. I was too. Um, All right. Well, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us uh, this eve. Um, if you guys have any questions, hate mail, as always, is welcomed. We haven't cashed in on that in, qu- in, a, in quite a while. Uh, please send it our way. Email uh, is wax at waxingtheporpoise.com, or you can reach out to either of our socials. Instagram is at waxingtheporpoise. Twitter is at waxingtheporp. Uh, is there anything you guys wanted, anything I missed on Navy SEALs or anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out? It's a pretty badass skydiving scene, but other than that, no, we pretty much covered the bases, I feel. Right on. I did see they used a lot of stock footage from this film in other films, including like skydiving scenes and like like extraction shit, like where you can't see any faces or anything like uh identifiable they was used in like operation delta force from like 97 and like like a lot of movies actually like nine or ten different movies they use they they just peeled i wonder i always wonder how that works it's like if the studio owns it it's like yeah it's fair game kind of thing for 
anything else under that house. Pretty much. Um, like, I know the fucking, like, in Fight Club, when the penguin, like, the ice breath, when it's, like, slide, they recycled that from fucking, like, Titanic. Like, the ice breath, the digital effects. Yeah. They brought that in that movie. Um, oh, I yeah. mean, we also didn't say the director, Louis Teague, kind of a journeyman, but he's directed some movies I really like, such as Alligator, Cat's <laughs> Eye. Oh, uh, he did that Michael Douglas movie, like Jewel of the Nile. I don't know if you're a fan. That's the sequel to Romancing the Stone. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And uh, I've Cujo. Only seen Romancing, I've only seen Romancing the Stone. Uh, Cujo is probably his just, biggest one. Which one? Cujo. Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't click on. I was about to click on his name, and I didn't. But, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. What was the one after Alligator you mentioned? Cat's Eye. I love Cat's Eye. I'm a fucking huge anthology whore, so but that that's definitely a top tier one. I saw that one at a, at a young age. I really loved it. Yeah. Um, I I mean I could just do a whole another segment of movies better than Jaws. Alligator would be pretty <laughs> close to the top of that list. <laughs> Dude, Jaws is pretty awesome though. I fly I hadn't seen it in a long fucking time and I just flashed back to it last year and I forgot how good it was and I I really enjoyed it. Have you seen Alligator? I have not seen Alligator. Better than Jaws. Really? Okay, that's I got me, one for you. That's me talking. Is it is it better than Orca? See Alligator and orca, that's a tough decision, but I have to go alligator because that's like a also a nostalgic favorite for me. I used to watch it a lot growing up. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah. both better than Jaws. Yeah. Orca's Orca's pretty fucking rad. I need to flash back to that this this summer, I feel like. Anytime I get I, someone asked me this or they asked the question like, are there any like different like f- like seasons like the obligatory one is like, you know, when like Halloween time rolls around, you watch more horror movies. Um, and, you know, like we have Memorial Day coming up. Like I always get like a nostalgia kick to like watch Private Ryan or Thin Red Line or Band of Brothers or something like that. Uh, Add Navy SEALs to the list now. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> check. Uh, <laughs> uh, but are there any other like uh, – seasons or times of the year where you get into like a, a specific like sub genre autobiographical kind of thing. One for me in the summertime is I like anything like related to the beach, I like the fog, like uh, jaws, any of them uh, fucking uh, also like lighthouses. Something about that triggers me. Like I always like listen back to there's podcasts on like the, the Flannan Isles, the Elian Moore mystery of the three lighthouse keepers going missing. Uh, I always flash back to those. That kind of puts me in that like beach mindset. Do either of you ever get like a nostalgic kick or like time of the year you'll you'll spin into something else? Uh, the closest I get is like Christmas time. I like to watch uh, It's a Wonderful Life. That movie rips. Um, Home Alone, obviously, right. one and two. Oh yeah. Hell but yeah. other but other than that, no, not really. 
Yeah, I'm pretty much the same way. Do holidays, Easter. I watch The Being. <laughs> the Being. <laughs> and uh, the champion of Easter horror. Fuck yeah. For some reason, <laughs> on Valentine's Day, we always watch Titanic. Oh. Um, Christmas, I always go Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. That's, that's the best my favorite. One. Usually watch Home Alone 2. This year we watched both of them. Much oh, yeah. bigger fan of the second than the first, but the second one's a little bit more fun. Gremlins, another Christmas movie I watch. That's yeah, that's really all I can think of. I was never a big fan of Titanic for obvious reasons, but I, it it came down a peg on our our episode releasing tomorrow on LA Confidential because I saw that it, LA Confidential got fucking pummeled at the Oscars by Titanic. <laughs> so I'm a little, I got, I got some salt still on me from that. Cause I didn't realize that when we went over in trivia, but um, yeah, those are some greatest hits for sure. I like the George C. Scott uh, Christmas Carol as well. You know, a new one that Disney did that actually was pretty fucking rad Maybe it's because I have kids now too, but they did a haunted man, a new like haunted mansion with Will Arnett. Yeah, uh, seasonal for Halloween that I I was pleasantly surprised by. I thought it was actually it was a lot of fun to sit yeah. through. I thought I thought it was, was going to be a slog. It was decent. It's like the Muppets seem to be the only property that Disney bought that they didn't just immediately fuck up completely. Yeah, it's still not totally. quite the same. Yeah, but it, it did enough for me to where I was like, okay, cool. I, I, I enjoyed it. And I like that they keyed in on some of the more tertiary or like the more background. Like they didn't just pump like Kermit and fucking Gonzo. Although, no, Gonzo was in it quite a fucking bit. But um, Yeah, like Pepe was pretty much one of the main characters. Yeah, he was pretty fucking funny. He had me, he had me rolling at a couple points, but. Right on. Oh, uh, talking about the being quick, quick aside before we leave, uh, Jackie Kong that, that tuned me into her and I watched, uh, blood diner. Are you a fan of blood diner at all? Chris? I just never watched it. I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking watch it cause of the being, but I just never have. Cause it's a sort of sequel to another movie that I haven't seen. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it's like a f- like unofficial sequel to Motel Hell. Huh? Yeah, I can see that now. Actually, yeah, I would recommend it. It's a lot of fun. And after watching that, I was like, dude, I'd like and seeing a couple interviews, I would like to have a beer. I would like to party with Jackie Kong. She seems like a fucking really good time. But Blood Diners, Blood Diners, a lot of fun. Um, Hell yeah. So, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, next week, tune in to Clay Pigeons if you can. Uh, it's a rental only right now, or if you have the ability to harness the dark arts, uh, the darker corners of the interwebs, you can find it. Um, that's a lot of fun too. And we'll have Bob on from straight chilling. So, uh, Chris, do you want to plug anything? Uh, remind people where they can find channel 83, your previous podcast. No, and in fact, 
possibly by the time this comes out, the, that website will be officially taken down. They're at the point where they're begging me for money to keep it up. Oh, really? Yeah. But you'll still be able to find it on archive.org. Yeah, that's saved me many a time. Um, Cool. Well, thank you very much for having us on. Thank you for introducing us to the uh, the splendor of Navy SEALs. Um, Yeah, we're coming up on Memorial Day. How fun. Check it out. (laughs) If you want a fucking rad romp through the Navy SEAL ranks, Charlie Sheen and Michael Bean. Uh, it's a can't miss. Yeah. Thanks for joining us again and we'll see you when we see you and we'll see you later. Fuckers paid their gas bill.